You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM with Min Kieran Ajala, and we are speaking to Wendy Hall, Professor Emeretta at the School of Nursing at UBC. We're talking about the end of daylight savings time since the clocks will be moving back this weekend and what you need to do to adjust to the time change. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Min Kieran. Now, when it comes to this time of year changing the clocks, do you find it's easier to switch into daylight savings time or standard time, or is there really no difference? Well, actually, it's easier to switch into standard time. And the reason for that is because standard time puts our body clock in more in synchrony with what's happening with the sun. Now, what are some of the health concerns when it comes to these time changes? Well, there are different concerns. I mean, really, during the time change, which is what we would all like to abolish, (laughs) (laughs) um, there everyone loses some sleep. So they, they lose it on daylight savings. When we go to daylight savings time, they also lose it when we go to standard time. And there's little evidence that people get extra sleep on the night of the time change when it, there's the hour where it falls back. Um, and there's also the additive effect of earlier rise times and longer times to fall asleep because we're going to bed earlier than we've been used to. So that means that there's loss of sleep across the first week after the time change when we go back to standard time. When we go to daylight savings time, there's good evidence from Germany, based on 55,000 adults, that they lose sleep the whole time they're on daylight savings time, and that's 30 minutes a day. Wow, there's a huge mm-hmm. difference. There. It's no wonder, Wendy, that whenever this topic comes up and we're changing the clock, there's always that big debate that happens, right? Why do we continue to do this? Should we continue to do this? Kind of knowing the effects and especially like studies you are referencing there, clearly it can impact people in a negative way. And actually, I wanted to get your thoughts. on. I mean, what do you think of this move where a lot of people are saying, let's stop the practice? Oh, I absolutely agree that we should stop the practice. I'm totally in favor of that. It's really hard on everybody, and especially families with young children, because children just don't understand why suddenly that one hour change happens in both times of the year, just in different directions. My concern is that there seems to be a movement, well, there is a movement in BC to go to permanent daylight savings time, and there is not a sleep organization around the world that supports that. They support being on permanent standard time. I noticed that too, because I was also all for this change till it seems like the experts are one way, but our governments are kind of going a different direction. And why do you think we're seeing that? I mean, if the experts are saying that we should stick to standard time, why aren't we? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, I can't read the minds of the provincial government, but my sense is that uh, there was a move afoot in the... Western U.S. states to look at uh, going on permanent daylight savings time. And for them, it's a little bit less, well, I shouldn't say it's less than an issue. It's still an issue, but they're further south. So when they're switching their clock back and forth and when they go to permanent daylight savings time, they're not looking at quite the same effects as uh, we are at northern latitudes where the sun operates differently at different times of the year, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So... Everyone thinks that when we go to daylight savings time in the spring, it means we're getting more sunshine, but we're not getting more sunshine. We're just changing the timing of the sunshine that we get. So we're getting more of it in the evening and less of it in the morning. But I think that what happened was the provincial government wanted to align themselves with what was happening on the west coast of the U.S. 
but I'm a member of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, and they just indicated in my weekly bulletin that they're lobbying the federal government not to go to permanent daylight savings time, and they're lobbying hard. So that may not happen, because even if the states want to go there, uh, they have to have federal approval for that. And if the federal government says no, they can't do it. It looks like we are a long way from seeing change from our governments when it comes to this practice of changing the clocks. But for now, the change is still going to continue. So what are some tips that you have for people in terms of preparing themselves? Well, we definitely want to try and behave more like larks than owls. (laughs) (laughs) So what happens to us when there is a time change is we synchronize our body clocks to the sun. So we want, really want to make sure that we're not sleeping in in the morning. We're trying to get up early and uh, give our bodies exposure to morning sunlight because that really helps us reset our our biological clock and, and make our rhythms more in synchrony with what's going on with the sun. Also, it's really helpful to um, for parents to try and get their children a little bit organized around uh, this change by having them gradually shift their bedtimes a little later by about 15 minutes in the few nights before the time change and letting them sleep about 15 minutes longer in the morning. It, it helps them adjust so it's not so sudden when we make that change. And um, for people who have a tendency to suffer from seasonal affective disorder, which is when people react to the fact that there's just less daylight full stop in the Northern Hemisphere during the winter months, um, they really recommend exposure to light in the morning, you know, sitting under a light and uh, giving your body some exposure to that light. Um, It's better if you can get daylight outside, but uh, we know in BC, at least normally, (laughs) as in the case this fall, that it's often quite gloomy and so it's not easy to get exposure to morning light. Uh, And the other thing is increasing our protein in our diet can compensate for the tendency to eat more comfort food, which is usually high carbon, um, high fat in the cold, dark months of the year. Wendy, I really appreciate those tips. And I'm sure, again, I'm going to be talking to you soon about whether we are going to permanently stick to daylight or standard time. Very interesting times we're living through. Wendy, thanks so much. Appreciate it. You take care. You're very welcome, Erica, and thanks for having me. We just spoke to Wendy Hall, Professor Emerita, School of Nursing at UBC. We talked about the end of daylight saving time since the clocks will be moving back this weekend and what you need to do to adjust to the time change. Stay with us here on Spice Radio 1200 AM. This is The Morning Buzz.